So I've never done a solo podcast before. At least I don't think I have. If I have, I definitely haven't uploaded one before. But um, I'm coming back from the gym right now um, on my way home. I just got a membership a few weeks ago at the Gold's Gym and Live Oak. Uh, I tried for a few months working out at home, uh, working out in garage gyms around town, uh, just from people that I knew. But Dude, it was brutal just trying to get in there and stay motivated to finish out the whole thing and hit it as intense as I wanted to um, without, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess without everybody else there to um, kind of give me that energy or feed off of the energy and the, you know, just the excitement that you find in a gym. So um, that's what I've been up to for the past couple of weeks. Um, my hamstring is just about ready to go. It's been so long now, uh, over two months. Uh, let's see, August tenth, around that time, I blew out my hamstring, uh, the left one. It's been brutal, you know, just trying to come back from it. But we're almost there, almost ready to get out again and and go full go. So. We're excited about that, and we're grateful to be back to where we almost were. But anyways, um, solo podcast. This is really cool. This is um, really exciting for me. Like I said, I've never done anything like this. But I want to get into just practicing speaking more often because, you know, while I'm at home uh, and my parents are at work and my little brother's at school, it's like, you know, my voice is closed off for a majority of the day, and I do enjoy speaking. I like public speaking. I like podcasting. Um, so I figured, you know, I'm just literally driving home right now from the gym. I got about a 30-minute drive. Why not whip up my phone and share some words with the world? So um, if you're listening to this, thank you. I've got a couple of things I want to share with you today. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. I've been, you know, developing some pretty solid habits uh, over the past couple of months that I've been injured. You know, once that hamstring hit again, I was just like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do for the next couple of months while I'm recovering? Because if I can't be at the gym and I can't, you know, go out and run and run routes and catch footballs. It's like, I'm going to be low key depressed, but, um, you know, I didn't want that. I didn't want to have to suffer mentally and emotionally because of my leg. And so what I've been doing is I've been taking some time to decompress and take a deep look internally and figure out what some of the things are that make me tick, that make me go, and that also trigger me too, so that I can avoid those kinds of things. And even if I can't avoid them, you know, because there's things that we can't control, um, how can I do my best to accept them, experience them and feel them and move forward? So some of the habits that I've been picking up, um, the first one actually was meditation, which at this point in time right now, it's what is it, October 20-something, but uh, right now at this point in time, I'm meditating about 40 minutes a day, so 20 minutes in the morning, 
after I wake up and 20 minutes in the evening before I'm off to bed. And I can tell you that that's been a complete life changer. And I'll have to record another episode about my experience with meditation so you guys can really get the full breakdown of you know what it's been able to do for me. Uh, another habit I've adopted is reading books. So uh, I'm a big reader, always have been growing up. Um, you know, I used to ride the bus home back in elementary school and the bus was just crazy loud, kids screaming, fighting, jumping over the seats, whatever. And uh, you can find me in my seat with my head down, my nose buried in a book. And um, it is something that I enjoy doing. So um, one of the books that I'm reading now is called Atomic Habits. And I believe the author's name is James Clear. So I was actually recommended this book by a good friend of mine several weeks ago. And uh, just now I'm starting to come around to it. I ordered it the other day. And as of a couple of days ago, finally cracked it open and started to read it. So I'm actually through the first two chapters right now. And it's probably one of the most important books that I know I'm going to read over the next several months, just because of the wisdom and you know, the experience that James Clear has had and the way he shares it and teaches it is very simple and easy to understand. And uh, he gives you practical things to go ahead and follow that you can go ahead and take action and move forward with what you're learning. So uh, through the first two chapters, so far I've learned a couple of important things, very important. So the first one is all about the power of Atomic Habits. So the way that he breaks it down is Atomic Habits is a very simple concept to understand. You think about an atom, okay, the s- smallest um, particle of matter scientifically, right? It's what scientists use to break down elements, um energy, power, all those kinds of things. Uh, So with that being said, for something so small, even if it is absolutely tiny, literally can't even see it with the naked eye, it still has tremendous power to develop your being into something much greater than you could have ever experienced without it. So, you know, everybody knows what your habits are. They're your subconscious behaviors, some of the things that you do almost automatically. So for example, one of my habits is going to the gym. So it's not, going to the gym isn't something that I have to psych myself up to do. It's not something that you know, I don't need to watch a motivational video while I'm at home to, um, you know, to get motivated to make the drive out here. Uh, it's something that's second nature to me, and I'm going to do it every day without question, without fail, because it is an automatic part of my behavior. So if we think about atomic habits uh, as a whole, it is the little things that we do and the tiny conscious efforts that we make that build up over time 
and develop us into phenomenal people with exceptional talents, abilities, skills. And he gives us a story about this British cycling coach that was hired when the British cycling team was just very mediocre. It had been, I don't know how many years, and the Brits had only won one gold medal in the Olympics uh, in cycling-related events, and they had won zero Tour de France medals. And whenever they hired this coach, he had this philosophy where he was going to try and find as many areas of improvement as possible and just try and get better in each of those areas by 1%. And so the things that he breaks down are just incredible because he talks about how whenever they store their bikes and vans to you know transport to the meet, they would paint the inside of the van white That way they could see the specks of dust that would gather up inside of that storage so that they could clean it and prevent that dust from interfering with the bicycle's ability to perform like it needs to be. You think about how minuscule something like that is, but, you know, when you pair that with something else like, you know, changing the seat on the bike so it's more comfortable or uh, getting everybody specialized mattresses and pillows so they can sleep optimally, Uh, you know, doing research into the body mechanics of certain athletes so they can optimize their movement, optimize their diet and their, um, you know, nutrition regimen. So at the end of all of this, uh, you know, it, say you're, you, say you accumulate a list of 100 different areas to improve upon just by a tiny margin. Think about how that adds up when you combine all of them together. And so that was his mindset going into his new role as the British national team's cycling coach. And there was a span in time, I believe it was about Uh, 10 years, I think starting in like 2005, where because of the head coach's efforts, the British cycling team's stretch that they had over that 10 or 15 years was the most successful of any country's cycling team in history. I can't even remember how many Tour de France's they won, but I think they won either four or five in a row. I don't know how many Olympic golds they won. I don't know how many other medals they won, but that was just a story to explain that whenever you make tiny changes, just trying to improve, and you can do them in a lot of different areas, that great things will happen. And the overarching theme or message of that story is not that success happens in an overnight fashion. There's no one, two, or three things. Big things or big changes that you can make to start to see the results that you want. It's all about the tiny little things that you do and the habits that you build and being meticulous with, uh, you know, the details and improving that gets you 
to where you want to be. So that was the first chapter, just the power of compounding your habits. And so think about it this way. If you can just improve 1% better each day out of the year, you will be nearly 30 times, 37 times better than where you would have been had you just been okay with staying the same. And that's all it took 1% better each day. It's mind blowing to at the end of the year, see a 37 times um, greater result. So very eye opening chapter. Uh, and the second one that I was able to read, to be honest with you, I can't exactly remember the name of what it was. And what I'm about to tell you, I don't even know if this goes in that chapter. So let me say it like this. There is another part of that, you know, habit building equation that I want to share with you instead of, you know, just giving you like a book breakdown because I don't want to do that. I'm not a, you know, nerd like that. I'm a, I'm a cool guy. You know what I mean? So anyways, whatever. Uh, the, the other thing I want to share with you guys is about, there's this graph. Okay, that includes time and results on the X and Y axis. And so the rate of change for progress that a majority of people think exists, they think the rate of change is constant. So what happens whenever they start with a goal and they start acting upon that goal, say their goal is to, um, you know, look like a... You know, have the body of an actor, right? Who's shredded, and the, you know they give, they have a three to six month time frame, and so they go into their first workout, their second workout, third workout. They're hitting it hard, and they expect to see results right away, and they expect to see those results consistent over that period of time. So after three weeks or four weeks, they're anticipating seeing results that literally aren't possible because the way progress works is it's instead of a a constant rate of change, it's an exponential rate of change. So, you know, think about the math classes that you were in and you saw those exponential charts where it like is a reverse J, if that makes sense. So, you know, the, the set of progress line starts in the left. And it moves to the right, you know, as, of course, time moves on. What will happen is it'll stay very near to, you know, the Y value of that will stay the same value for a long time. And then there's going to be that one day, and you don't know when it's going to be, but there's going to be that one day where things start ticking upwards for you. And then a couple more weeks pass by, and then that value on the y-axis is going to be even higher. And then more time goes by, it's going to be even higher than that. And so um, that's what's frustrating for a lot of people and why they stray away from their goals or give up on them entirely is because they see progress as, or they expect progress to be constant. So whenever they're putting in the work, to get to where they want to be, 
they're seeing results a lot slower than they anticipate. But little did they know, they just had to give it a couple more weeks until they could see notable changes. And after a couple more weeks following that, there's going to be a point where the, you know, the expected rate of change and the exponential rate of change meet. Okay. And so at that point is where a lot of people never reach. And that little valley between the expected rate of change and the the lower half of the exponential graph, uh, you know, the area in between that is what's known as the valley of disappointment, which a lot of people get stuck in because they have no idea that the rate of change for progress is actually exponential. And if you just gave it a little bit more time, you would have seen results that you would have never even expected, you know, like I was saying. Um, So, man, I wish I could show you guys a picture of what that graph looks like. But if you want to look up, uh, you know, the Atomic Habits rate of progress graph, you you can do that so you can be mindful and aware of how progress actually works. And that way, you know, I, I think I truly believe if people understood the way progress works, they would be much more inclined to finish or, or follow through with their goals. Um, now, which leads me into something else that's incredibly interesting. And I didn't think I was going to share this. Um, the truth is because I forgot about it, but probably another one of the most important things I've come across so far is, um, you know, the the things that we want to change. Okay. So I'll break this down a little bit for you and bear with me as I try and gather my own thoughts and understandings on this subject. But if for anybody who's reading that book or anybody who's listening to any kind of, um, you know, positive information or valuable information, it's because they're trying to change something. So if, you know, like I said, we, we went to the fitness example a lot. And so we'll stay consistent with that. Hopefully, because a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast know how much I implore you to go to the gym or go for a run uh, or do some push-ups every day and being as healthy as you can be. That way, when you're 90 years old, you can still be playing tennis like my grandfather instead of, you know, walking around with a cane or, you know, even in a wheelchair and not being able to play with your grandkids because, um, you know, we're only given a certain amount of time in this world. So anyways, I'm going to get off my seat right there because I just distracted myself. Anyways, point being, go to the gym, first of all. Secondly, let's, let's picture this, okay? There is a person... I get picture them. They're a person who is about 30 years old and they have a nice job. Um, they work at a nine to five and they've got a wife and they've got two kids back at the house. Okay. This person does not go to the gym. Okay. They're not an athlete. They are a work first type of person without the time to go to the gym. All right. Now they would like to start going to the gym because their wife has pointed out 
that the weight that they have gained over the past five or six years is becoming incredibly noticeable. And they're also becoming very unattractive because of this. And so if your wife tells you something like that, um, you know, hopefully it would be a little spark to start taking your health a little bit more seriously. So anyways, there are a couple of ways that this person can approach how they reach this goal of becoming more fit. Okay, so the three levels of this are an identity change, an outcome change, or a process change. Okay, so let's think about the outcome change. They're currently 230 pounds. The outcome goal that they have is they want to weigh 190 pounds. So they want to lose 40 pounds. The system change or the process change that they can implement is they're going to follow a workout routine four times a week and they're going to limit the amount of calories that they eat. Now, the identity change that this person can make is that they're going to start to view themselves as an athlete and therefore every decision that they make in regards to their health and fitness will be because they view themselves as an athlete and they're going to take every necessary step to achieve their goal of losing 40 pounds. Now, what James Clear explains to us in his book is that if you want the outcome to change, right? The goal, if you set a goal, that's not good enough, okay? Because just because you have a goal doesn't mean that you're going to do anything to achieve it. That just means that's something you want to do. So a lot of people talk about this, you know, I'm sure maybe you've heard of it, the law of attraction, where you can just like wish yourself to have certain things if you believe in it enough. But let's be honest, you won't have those things unless you actually put in the work to obtain those results. So what James Clear argues is that just having a goal is not enough. And so instead of focusing on the outcome change, we need to dive a little bit deeper. So the next we look at the process change that we can make. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to have processes and systems that you can follow to get you to where you would like to go. However, if you view yourself as the person who doesn't have enough time, if you view yourself as the person who's just way too busy because of work, then you're still not going to be able to follow through with that process unless you view yourself in a different way, which is why the identity change is what's most important. And that goes for any and everything, you know, outside of fitness, it has to do with, you know, your success in business, your you know, success in your career, your success in your relationships with your family. All of it is dependent upon your perspective and your willingness, willing, willingness to change your own identity. And so if, you know, like I said, this person, 
instead of just focusing on the systems and the processes or even the number of 40 pounds, what they need to do is focus on their own identity and start to believe that they are an athlete who, um, you know, is able and willing to do everything that they need to do. And if you view yourself like an athlete, you're going to start to do things that athletes do. Like instead of going out to a Whataburger Taco Bell, you're going to eat the leftover chicken that you meal prepped four days before. And you're going to eat that with rice and a couple cups of veggies with a liter of water because that's what an athlete would do. And if you're an athlete and you view yourself as one, you're going to start making decisions to make that identity come true, if that makes sense. So, you know, the, that is, you know, one of the most important things, like I was saying, that Clear writes in this book, it's all about your self-perspective and what you want to see yourself as that will allow you to make those decisions, make those decisions to go ahead and move forward and accomplish those goals that you set out to make anyways. So, I guess the last thing we'll get into, um, you know, we'll actually talk about what it means to build up a habit. Okay. So with anything and starting something brand new, we'll go back to that person, the the 30 year old or whatever, who, um, is just over consumed by work and just doesn't have the time to make it to the gym say they adopt this new identity as an athlete, okay? The decisions that they're going to start making are going to have to be built upon over time, okay? So what I would recommend is one new habit per month um, because, you know, it takes 21 days to build a new habit. So we'll just, to be safe, say a month, uh, sorry, I'm pulling into HEB right now, and so I'm being, um, being focused on not hitting any of these cars who are pulling in and out. Anyways, it takes 21 days to build a new habit, so we're just going to give it a month to be safe, okay? The first thing that he can do is to just start by going for a five-minute jog every day for a month. And then the following month, maybe they can start adding another workout. Like they can have a five-minute jog. And then later in the day, they can have 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. And then another month goes by. And then they add five more minutes to their jog. So they're jogging 10 minutes a day. And they're doing 100 pull-ups, 100 sit-ups, and push-ups or whatever it was. And before you know it, after six months it's automatic for them to work out and do fitness related activities. Six months goes by and they've got six brand new habits. A year goes by and they've got 12 brand new habits. And the important thing about this is since, you know, it's a habit now and it's something that's automatic. These are things that are going to be consistent and these are going to be long-term built like, these are going to be long-term abilities that you're going to gain and keep, which is the most important part about any kind of change. You want it to be permanent. Um, and that's what this book really breaks down. You know, what I think I'll do is I'll get 
more into the subject of habit building itself as I read on. I think I probably went a little bit too far um, past what I had read. And um, anyways, got way too ahead of myself as I broke that down. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that little uh, session about habit building. Remember the power of compounding habits and how you can get uh, 37 times better if after a year, if you were to just focus on improving 1% each day of the year. Um, remember the rate of change, um, you know, idea or lesson that I was talking to you about. If you're going to start something, the results that you're going to see aren't going to be consistent. Um, it's going to be a lot slower than you anticipated. But once you reach that point in the graph where the expected rate of change and the actual rate of change cross, the results you'll see afterwards are going to be far greater than what you would have anticipated anyways. And then um, the last couple of things is remember, if you're trying to change anything about yourself, you, you know, you set a goal or whatever, that's not good enough. You're going to have to change your identity and we'll definitely get more into that maybe tomorrow, you know, when I'm on the gym, when I'm on the road home from the gym tomorrow talk about that a little bit more. And uh, there was one more thing that I know I had talked about. And for the moment being, can't remember it. I just pulled into a parking spot. I need to go pick up some chicken and coconut milk from H-E-B. But um, yeah, this is fun. I enjoyed recording this for you guys. And I hope it um, inspires you to maybe check a, take a look um at that book for yourself and maybe even develop some positive habits for your own. But, um, you know, what I'll say is if you do have high aspirations and you know, you're a very ambitious person, um, then this is a book that I definitely recommend you go ahead and read because if you're just going to take what I'm saying at face value without understanding um, the entirety of what it takes to build these habits and change your identity, you're going to be lost because you might say, Oh, you know, I'm just going to go full throttle balls to the wall and develop a hundred new habits in a week and 200 next week. And in three months, I'm going to be a millionaire and I'm going to be six foot four and shredded. And I'm going to have 20 girlfriends. I mean, guys, it's not going to work like that. Um, you know, there's no magic pill if you've ever listened to any of my content before. So if you're serious about something like this, check out the book, seriously study it and, um, put into action what James Clear teaches and, um, talk to me about it too. If you've got any questions, cause I'm pretty well versed in this, I guess, area of life, I guess, you know, development or, um, self-development, whatever you want to call it. Um, I spent a lot of time studying it. So reach out to me if you have any questions and I'm more than willing to help you through. Um, of course, if you're listening to this in five years and this episode already has, uh, you know, 10,000 plays, I'm not going to be able to reach out to 500 people and have conversations one-on-one -on -one with all you guys. But if you're early, um, this would be a great opportunity for you to get to learn, you know, something from me and, um, work through this. So thanks for listening.
maybe you'll he- hear me again tomorrow. Maybe you won't, but regardless, you will hear from me soon. And have a great day. Don't forget to go to the gym and don't forget to drink a lot of water.